the pushback is working. We really hear what what the okay, song good. is doing on the Billboard charts. Excellent. I like yeah, to hear the that. The pushback is working. Are we are we ready yeah, to let's, roll? Yeah, uh, we're rolling. Let's hit record. Garage Logic Podcast number 66, December 19th, 2018. 29 below in 1983. Woo! Boy, there was a stretch of cold weather in 1983 yeah. and a stretch of beautiful weather in 1923. It was 52 degrees on the uh, thermometer of the Common Surface Savings and Loan in downtown Garage Logic. We're brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware Stores. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, director of social media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. You ever hear of a place called Tangier Island? Tangier Island. Oh, I don't know why that sounds familiar to me. Tangier Island is uh, in the Chesapeake Bay, almost at the almost at the southeasternmost end of it. Okay. And WTOP, we have a, a, a sister ship relationship to some extent with WTOP yeah, very, in, in Washington D.C. Very successful radio station. And they, uh, uh, Michelle Bash of WTOP, has done a five-part podcast on Tangier Island. Oh, it's called Going Under. I don't think it's necessarily uh, uh, pursuing the hysterical idea that it's it's disappearing because of global warming. Mm. There's a variety of reasons. Most of the island's residents uh, believe that it's erosion. Uh, but th- the point being that— So they're, they're losing the island? Well, that's the contention that within 25 years— uh, it might be uninhabitable. It, it's not much of an island, to tell you the truth, but it has a unique history. Uh, and the people who live there even have their own uh, dialect to a certain degree. Oh. Uh, and it's uh, uh, played a significant role in the Revolutionary War, for example. Okay. And it's, it's a great tourist destination. Uh, but I, I have questions. We're going to be joined by Michelle uh, because this is a podcast right up GL's alley. It's got boats and islands and ferry boats. I, and, I have a mental picture of it, and I've never seen it, so I, you're, uh, I can't wait to hear about I it. I think the uh, chief uh, or the most principal economy of the inhabitants of the island is oyster fishing. I'll have to, I've only been able to listen to two of the five podcasts. It's right up Bra's alley, huh? It really is. Yeah. And I'll tell you something else. Uh I told you one time, to your great sophomoric delight, mm. that I um, uh, I check uh, a website every day called WoodyBoater.com. I remember that. Right? We mocked you a little bit. Uh, because I've been in the old boat game for 40 years. Mm-hmm. And well, the guy who does that pod, uh, not the podcast, the guy who does that website <laughs> lives in Reedville, Virginia. Well, Reedville is the ferry dock to go to Tangier Island. Mm. Oh, really? It's Tangier Island, Virginia. It's in the state of Virginia. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, the last time you brought that up, when you said WoodyBoater.com, we said, I don't know, Woody. <laughs> well, my, my and we're point, not doing that today. Right. Yeah, it was, almost a, it was almost a Bader-Meinhof for mm-hmm. me to realize that <clears throat> when I was doing some homework about Tangier Island, in order to talk to Michelle Bash, uh, I learned that you uh, one of the destination points for the ferry is Reed, Reedville, Virginia. 
Interesting. What a beautiful part of the world that must be. I've never been, and I, I guess that's on the uh, the bucket list to go out east in that uh, revolutionary air. Our, uh, I've been area. to Annapolis, uh, but I've never been to the eastern shore of Maryland. I've never really spent any time on Chesapeake Bay. But is that... it mountainous in that region? <clears throat> oh no, oh, no, God no! Can we take that back? Let's edit that out. I don't yeah. know. Is that a bad question? Is yeah, that really? I dumb? think so. I, is it? Is it kind of dumb? Region. Yeah. Yeah. Got some hills. Couple You're going to scans our uh, couple of streets. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. Kick a, a ball to the White House is what you can do. There's a tree right there. Uh, Chris? I'm going to look yep. it up. I Chris? think I'm right. Chris? Uh, <laughs> Probably not. No. Uh, in fact, Tangier Island is only three feet above sea level. I didn't mean the island itself. Well, I no, meant it the not, area it, it you're is, talking about. We not, are climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. It is not mountainous. Okay. It is not mountainous. Well, now, us being on the East Coast, for me, being at the White House and we were invited to the White House years mm-hmm. ago, that doesn't really count, does it? I didn't really see the shores of Annapolis or, uh, or Chesapeake Bay or anything like that. No, you we did just, not. You we did just not. drove right to the White House. Tangier Island is about 90 miles south and east of Washington, D.C. And uh, what, a, what a boating paradise that must be. That'd be right up your alley. I'm shocked that you have not uh, visited, it, visited there even just to look at boats. Uh, Why is that? I guess I am too. Uh, Well, but uh, I'm afraid to ever assemble a bucket list. I'm not sure I could ever accomplish it all. That would be somewhere on the list is to spend uh, spend a summer week uh, on the eastern shore of Maryland. I can see you just. I'm a seafood guy. Yes, I love seafood. You are a seafood guy, and I bet they've got a a wonderful selection of craft beers or maybe even a cocktail where you're watching the boats come in at sunset. That that's what I'm talking about. Yes. yes. And you can't even be you can't even be mocking about that. You, no, because I'd be jealous of that as everyone well. Everyone would everyone would enjoy that. Uh, do we have Michelle? Uh yes, he's just talking to her right now. Okay. Should I put her on right here, Rook? Yes. Hi, Michelle. Hi. Michelle Bash, I'm Joe Souchere. Hey Joe, great to meet you. And uh, it just—we're doing the Garage Logic podcast, and you're doing uh, as part of W WTOP's work a podcast called Going Under. It's five parts. I've only been able to listen to two. It's about the people of Tangier Island, Virginia, and I couldn't be more enamored now that I've been doing some homework about the place. <laughs> it, it is fascinating. I, in particular, am fascinated by things like archaeology and dialects. And this story has both of those, along with, um, you know, a, a big mystery as to what's going to happen to this island since uh, scientists say it's, it's vanishing. I can't believe it still exists. It's only three feet above serve, uh, sea level. About four, yeah, three four or feet. four. Yeah, well, it's, if it's going under, it's going under due to erosion. I, I heard you interview many people who have that belief. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. The people that live there uh, think one thing and scientists are saying another. So there is that back and forth. Well, I, I again, I can't believe it still exists. It's not uh, physically; it's not much of a place, is it? It's uh, no. it's it's flat, and uh, much of it's uninhabitable because it's what it's boggy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The water is coming up. You know, not just on the beaches on the sides, but it's coming up in the middle of the island. There are three strips of land, basically, with with ridges on them, and that's where everyone lives. And there's about 460 inhabitants. How, do you, how is it that it became uh, a cause celeb? How did you get onto this? Well, it, it's been in national news in recent years because it caught the ear of uh, President Trump and because there was a big scientific study on it that came out in 2015 that said uh, the place is only one-third the size it was in 1850. 
And uh, if we don't do anything about climate change or, or trying to shore up this island, it will be uninhabitable possibly as soon as uh, 25 years from now. So that, that was big news that came out a, a few years ago. Then we got interested because a book came out over the summer about it uh, by another journalist by the name of Earl Swift. Uh, the book is called Chesapeake Requiem. I highly recommend it. If you listen to my podcast and you want to know more, you need to read this book. Uh, this is someone who stayed on the island for a full year, really getting to know its problems, its people, um, its wonderfulness, too. Well, let me play devil's advocate. If it's if it's the third of third the size it was in 1850, how can that be attributed to climate change? Well, um, there are other uh, things at work as well right. that I mention. Um, one thing that's it's really amazing is, is that the place is sinking as well. The whole Chesapeake Bay region is sinking, and that's making it uh, making the the sea level rise accelerate, basically. It's adding to the sea level rise. And that has to do with the ice age, this sinking. Mm -hmm. uh, it's because the ice that was north of the Chesapeake Bay region pushed down so hard that uh, it's been uh, sinking in this region because it wasn't where the ice was. The, the place where the ice was has been rising ever since the ice receded. And this place was, was kind of pushed up by the ice, um, and now it's sinking back into place. I would think every time a trawler goes by, they're threatened. Uh, again, it being so low to the sea. Yeah. And are there no, is it protected by no wake zones? Do you know? Uh, I believe so, yes. Mm -hmm. And um, a wall was built on one side of the island some years ago um, on its west side. And that's basically what the islanders are saying. Hey, look, you know, we have the, we had this wall built on the western side of the island, and it's really working. And we need to build it all the way around the island uh, to better protect it. What um, is what is Trump's point of interest? Well, uh, of course, we've heard from Mr. Trump that uh, he doesn't think uh, uh, climate change is man-made, right? Um, and he believes in the people of of of. Uh, Tangier Island. He's told them that you know he loves their way of life, that he thinks they should stay there, that he believes the island will stay there. So he, uh, according to uh, the mayor, who I did an extensive interview with, the mayor of Tangier Island, um, he believes that Trump has played a role in, in trying to get the mayor connected with some federal folks that may be able to free up some funding for this possible seawall. I heard you say it, and I can't remember the number. What is the what what percentage of the island's residents voted for Trump? Oh, I believe it was eighty-seven uh, percent at least. <laughs> it's way up there. That's amazing. Uh, and you and you note that there are still signs supporting Trump on the island. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Uh, during the election, well, before the election, of course, there were signs up. But now, when you go, you'll see you know Trump twenty twenty signs and Trump flags, huge flags. You know, flying uh, right below the American flag, and um, you know, it's this is a tourist area as well. In addition to being a, a crabbing community, so you're seeing um, all of this Trump support. You know, right there next to signs that uh, direct tourists to the gift shop, and you know, this kind of thing, which I think is interesting too. How did it come to be that it that it was that it was able to sustain itself as such a distinct place, you know, right down to its own dialect? How did that come about? I think, um, well, we know uh, that the first documented um, white settlers on the island after the Native Americans was the 1700s, mm -hmm. um, but the, the place is so isolated. Uh, there's another another island in the Chesapeake Bay that's, early, uh, that's easier to get to. 
it is in, uh, it's a little bit north of Tangier. But Tangier is more difficult to get to. Uh, it's more isolated. Um, another point that the author makes in his book is that there, there are very few people who have summer homes on the island. You know, you hear of islands elsewhere where they may be small, but they have summer homes where people from the mainland will come out and spend the summer. That's not the case on Tangier because it's just more difficult to get to. Um, I, I believe the boat ride for me was between 45 minutes and an hour. Did you leave from Reedville, Virginia? No, I left from Crisfield, Maryland. All right. Right. Which is on the eastern shore yep. of Maryland. Instead of staying on the on the mainland, I drove over to the the eastern shore across the bay to get aboard this particular boat. And I did that on purpose because it's the boat that most of the locals use to get back and forth. Right. And that's another thing: is you live on this island. There's one grocery store. Right. There's a few restaurants, a few shops, but you really need to go to the mainland to get uh, you know your major shopping done. To go to Walmart, to to go see your doctor, to go to a concert, that kind of thing. Is is that the widest spot of the Chesapeake, about where Tangier is? I believe so, yeah. And yeah. the reason it's isolated, it's pretty much in the middle of that wide part of the bay, right? Yeah, and uh, the crossing can be difficult, uh, I, which I found out firsthand trying to get back to Maryland from that island uh, on the day I left. Um, all of the tourist boats were canceled that day because we had a cold front moving in. It was windy and rainy. Um, and we were all stuck on one boat with a very experienced captain that got us back to Crisfield. Uh, we had to go through four to six foot waves in Holy a small boat. Mackerel. Holy it, it was mackerel. It was amazing. Well, how do they get on and off the island in the winter? Do the boats still run on a limited schedule? Well, yes. And uh, sometimes they get iced in. And if, in fact, that's what happened last winter is at one point they were locked in. And that is why, one of the key reasons why they have an airstrip. Mm -hmm. So sometimes they have to use that airstrip and bring in the helicopters and bring in the planes for supplies. The the podcast is called Going Under, and you released all five at one uh, this week, right? Yeah. And yep. I've gotten through two of them. I Again, I find it fascinating. This is right up my alley. I would love to have spent more time in my life on the Eastern Shore and Chesapeake <laughs> Bay. I've only done uh, maybe uh, a half a day in Annapolis is the, my most uh, familiar uh, way of knowing that area. I've never really, really explored the Eastern Shore. But I got to think, I have to think in the summer, for example, that's got to be a boating paradise. Yes. Yes. It's a wonderful place to to. To visit during the warmer months. And these watermen, you know, it's an island mostly of watermen, mm -hmm. and many of the watermen's wives are the ones in charge of restaurants and gift shops. So, for instance, the mayor is a waterman, right. and his wife is one of the people that owns a restaurant. So the mayor brings in super fresh seafood that he's just caught brings it into his wife's business. Oh, and it's on your table like that. Oh. It's amazing. Well, it's they're all oystermen, aren't they? Yeah, oystermen, crab crab fishermen, uh, it's mostly crab. The mm -hmm. mayor uh, specializes in soft crab. Oh. He actually sells his soft crab in Maryland and as far as New York City. Are there any hotels on the island? No. <laughs> there are bed and breakfast. Okay. So which makes it, you know, I kind of like that because it is isolated and, and it makes you feel more like you're a local that way. Uh, you got, uh, this is Rookie Joe's producer. How about the burgers out there? The burgers are pretty good? No, it, we're not worried about burgers, Matt. It's a seafood. It's a seafood island. I bet you can catch one if you're not a big seafood no, guy. No, it's though, a huh? seafood island. <laughs> all right, all right. How can, how can the public listen to this, Michelle? Where do they, we go? They can listen on, uh, they go to WTOP.com. They can go to iTunes, or they can go to Podcast One. Podcast One, and uh, are, is it five one-hour podcasts? 
No, um, they are varying lengths. All right. Um, the first uh, part is is pretty long because we want to lay out the story for you, but uh, um, no, it's not that long. Uh, it's it's a good one to hit when you're driving uh, over the holidays. We right. think. Right. Uh, is this new for WTOP? Is this a new uh, is this a new enterprise, or have you guys been doing a lot of these podcasts? We have not been doing a lot. Um, another reporter did one like this um, regarding a criminal uh, case. Um, this is the first time we've done one of this nature, and it's the first podcast I've ever done. Um, we have some podcasts we produce on a weekly basis, but yeah, we're definitely trying to do more of these, um, you know, one subject things, uh, for reporters like me, where we can branch out beyond what we have time for on the radio. Do you feel you got to know the Island people and did you enjoy them? Oh my goodness. I loved them. Uh, it was a wonderful trip. Um, they were very kind to me. And, you know, these folks have been through a lot because there's been a backlash against this island because so many of them support President Trump. And so uh, I'm sure, you know, I've, I've heard that they have a wariness to uh, journalists because, uh, you know, many journalists have, have kind of trashed them. Right. And, you know, I wanted to give their story, you know, a, a balanced look. And I think I, I succeeded at that. And I think, um, you know, they felt that for me, that I really was there to just tell their story from their point of view. I wasn't there to make any judgments. Isn't it an, it's an important part of the five-part series uh, establishing whether it should be saved, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that's the big question is, do we save this place? And then, you know, if we make that decision, wow, we're, we're going to pour money into this place, which has 460 people living on it albeit it's very important to the crabbing industry here in the Chesapeake Bay. You know, if we save this place, then what other places do we need to save that are being threatened by climate change? I mean, we've got some big cities coming up on a list uh, that I've read about that are facing similar problems. Well, again, it might not be threatened by climate change. It might prove to be threatened more by erosion. Uh, My reading suggests uh, I'm perfectly willing to see what happens. It could be. I won't live that long, but... uh, Oh, well, best of luck to those people, huh? Yeah, I just don't know what's going to happen next um, since there really has been, you know, no dedicated push, no really big push to find the money to pay for what these people want. And plus, I'm hearing from scientists that they need more than a wall. Uh, mm-hmm. they, really, they literally need to pour more sand and more stuff onto their island to build it back up. I see. All right. <laughs> Which will take a lot more money. Well, it's a wonderful podcast series, and uh, we're, I'm going re- to resume and listen to the final three episodes. I've only gotten through two, but uh, uh, I do think it's right up our alley, and our listeners will, uh, will tune in, and they'll love it as well. Well, I hope, you, I hope you finish it, and I really appreciate you listening. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. All right, anytime. Thank you. Michelle Bash of WTOP. Uh, I, I think many people are invested in the idea that what we have here is a working laboratory to demonstrate climate change. Mm-hmm. Well, I know enough about water. Right. It's a, it's a flat little dumpy island. Okay. It's boggy. Mm-hmm. It's, if it's going to disappear, I, I can't contradict what Michelle has scientists saying. That's, that's what the scientists are saying, climate change. But it, it seems to stand to logical reason that if, in fact, that island disappears someday, it'll be eroded away. What if the bog is taken away by a helicopter that... <laughs> 
comes out and with the giant they're the iced giant in. I thought of you right away it. if they're iced in too with the yeah. uh, the giant saw. No, could have thrown no, that one. No, at my point being that if you go and, and look at the pictures of the island and do some reading, yeah. uh, I, as I mentioned to her at the outset, I can't believe it still exists. I'm surprised it hasn't washed away a hundred years ago. Well, like you said, water is going to do whatever the hell it wants to do, well, no matter what. You yeah. can't say you have uh, used these light bulbs, and that's the reason. I, that I think what makes it intriguing <clears throat> is that it's the unique home to 460 people. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't the unique home to 460 people, A, no one would care, uh, and B, there'd be no podcast, and C, somebody might wake up someday and say, hey, that swamp out there disappeared. I don't think that would be... Uh, I think that would be the case. What makes this unique is that this is a uh, a, a city, in a town in Virginia, uh, inhabited by 460 people, and their way of life uh, might be disappearing. And I, I think I think the listeners to that going under podcast will have to draw their own conclusions. Uh, I tell you what, that's a pretty darn good endorsement, though, for the mayor's uh, wife's uh, her restaurant. Yeah. I mean, how about that? Just heading right. That stuff is. Fr- I'm not a seafood guy, but that does sound like the freshest seafood you're ever going to get at any oh, restaurant. Oh, could you not be a seafood guy? I love seafood. Say, time is running out. Uh, this is Wednesday. Christmas is now uh, less than a week away. I want you to uh, remember that you're going to get taken care of for all your most uh, precious needs at RF Molar Jeweler. They've been around for 67 years. Uh, you're going to go in there. It's going to be a wonderful environment, a wonderful atmosphere, and the greatest jewelry and watches and earrings and diamonds that you're going to ever find anywhere. But you're going to be cared for by the family. It's been a family-run business for 67 years. You're not buying a trash compactor. You're buying an heirloom for your family, something that's going to be cherished and passed down, and the staff at Moeller will be able to help you. And then uh, best of all for, for guys like us, great gift wrapping. And, and nothing, Boy, does that really take a, a complete worry out of your You know what that does? That creates list. a lot of excitement under the old tree, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, Moeller. Look huh? at that. I wonder yeah. what that is. Let's open it now. Uh, three great stores. Ford and Cleveland in St. Paul is the flagship. Uh, 50th in France in Edina. Gavaday Common in downtown Minneapolis. And online at rfmoeller.com. I'm going to tell you more about uh, the wonders of rfmoeller.com later on in the show. University of Garage Logic, 98, College of Self-Esteem, Zip, Nada, Nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. Who's my CI girl, Hannah? That's little Hannah, young Hannah. Well, her mother Jessica writes, Well, Mayor, my eternal bad luck continues. I didn't make the cut for the winners to go to Summit. (laughs) The only consolation is that I will now be able to help at my youngest daughter Aubrey's Christmas party. I was almost looking forward to meeting you. I was most looking forward to meeting you uh, and all of that sweet, sweet swag. I could say this is B as in B. You know the rest. As a ray of hope, Aubrey's teacher has an elf on the shelf in the classroom, and every morning they all search for him and say Merry Christmas. They even play the song, Don't Be a Jerk, It's Christmas. (laughs) I've attached the audio because those two morons might not be able to find it. Uh, Merry Christmas to all of you, even Carl Olson. Is Is it Kenny or Carl? I can't remember. I don't remember anymore. Yeah, Kirby? I don't know. Oli, I think we called him. Did we call him Oli? Is, is, is uh, Olsen going to be at uh, Summit? <laughs> I don't Carl, know. Carl? I might have to put him on the guest list, apparently. He's Can been he? gone for so right. long. Uh, but speaking of that, there there have been a lot of people, Joe, that have, have 
emailed in wondering if they could still register. No, sadly, the registration is closed. However, however, uh, Summit is opening their doors at 2 o'clock, and we're, we're sticking around. Oh, yeah. So if, if you didn't make the list, yeah, you still, you still want to come two, hang out. Because that's when they're... That's when they're open to the public. Rat scale are open. Come on by two and watch Joe push you out of the way to get the hell out of Summit Brewing. <laughs> no, you're sticking around. around. I think you're being uncharitable. No, I, of course I am. You're I'm, sticking uh, around. I'm mocking you. Uh, you of course uh, you, you are. will sit there all night. But no, if no, you, no. Well, that won't happen either. We'll tie him down. I'm not going to rush for the door, okay? Right, okay, okay. I'm not going to rush for the door. You will, however, if you come at two, you'll miss out on Tanucci's, which oh, they're bringing by some some chow yes. for, for the people. Yeah. Come on by Tanucci's. And if you don't make it there... Go there tonight for the or Friday night for the Friday fish fry. Right, may, I, may I continue yeah, with beer? I, I wanted this Budweiser diesel. Uh, oh, my God. I want it to end. Uh, There's I, more? I, I'm, in fact, if you continue to email me about it, I'm throwing them away. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm we have never anymore. received more email my on a God. subject What kind of listeners this? do we have? A I bunch know. of sauces? <laughs> Hans writes, I've never heard it called diesel, but I have heard it called Clyde. Short for Clydesdale. Yeah. Huh. Hey, I'll have a Clyde. All right. See, that makes sense to me. Yes. Diesel doesn't make any sense. No. Clyde. Clyde, like as that. in the Clyde yeah. thing? Yeah. Uh, Jim writes, Budweiser is not the diesel brand. Pfeiffer used to be called diesel. Uh, sold it on Rice Street. 24 case of returnable bottles for three ninety nine. Oh Wow. Mm. Pfeiffer. That, that would be diesel. You could run a Jeep on that. Wow. Pfeiffer. <laughs> you, could, you could power up I can't up imagine something. how great you'd feel the next day. Have you guys had Pfeiffer? Uh I, if I have, I, it's been a long yeah, time. Yeah, it's the same. Okay. Uh, my dad used to try that, and I, I may have, you know, <laughs> prior to being 21, maybe had a sip out of desperation. Pete writes, as you know, I'm from St. Louis. Why would I know that? Pete? Pete the Mailman? What's Pete's last name? Pete the Mailman's not from St. Louis. No, Park, this is it? Uh, Pete Fox? Oh, yeah. he He's a regular emailer. Well, I didn't know he was from... Uh, uh, well, I did. St. Louis. From right. St. Louis. You have, uh, you have also, uh, you have, you also have friends in St. Louis. Is he re- t- talking to you, maybe, Reavers? Probably. Yeah. Probably. For many years, people in St. Louis would just call it beer. Hey, get me a beer meant get me a Bud. Well, times changed. When Bud Light was introduced, Bud was called leaded, and Bud Light was called unleaded. Mm-hmm. I've never heard diesel, but hey, whatever huh. floats your boat. My wife is from the Twin Cities, so I now live in the Twin Cities in Woodbury. I love many of the craft beers, but a cold Bud is hard to pass up. Every now and then, just the smell of it instantly. T- why? Why isn't Budweiser advertising with us? As long as should. you're getting all this damn free publicity, <laughs> this ends today. Right. This this controversy ends. Right. Uh, just the smell of it instantly takes me back to St. Louis, and I'm watching a Cardinals game at Bush Stadium. Oh my God! Uh, yes. By the way, thanks for getting new commercials. The Angry Beaver <laughs> was driving me crazy. Uh. Merry Christmas to you and the crew, and good luck, Pete. Uh, okay, that's it on on the budge. Call it whatever you want. No, but but to follow up Pete's email, uh, my very first time going down to St. Louis was about 2004, and I was the guy that I was out with my friend who lived in town, and we went to a Cardinals game. And I was the guy that ordered a Coors Light. Yeah. Oh. oh. And I got the death stare wow. at the ballpark. And he said, no, son, we uh, we drink uh. we, we drink Budweiser at this ballpark. Am I hearing the delightful uh, sounds of John Height's voice? Well, is he in the, is I he don't in know the if they're delightful. Is he in the house? I'm here. Because you know what we've been saving, uh, John? Oh, God. Uh, uh, I've been accumulating all the material. Oh, yeah. Oh, we've been gathering since the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. Uh, uh-huh. uh, mm-hmm. The inductees were announced late last week. They were. And we've been uh, saving that for you. And uh, uh, we're going to do that coming up with John Height. Okay. All right. Take it away, Rook.
Is Leonard Skinner in the Hall of Fame? I believe they are, yes. Well, speaking of yes. the Hall of Fame, uh, Chief Offside Correspondent Kelsey notes, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't the show we went to at the XL Center supposed to be their farewell? He's referring to Leonard Skinner. And he linked yeah. me to a piece that says, Leonard Skinner has announced summer shows at Treasure Island. Well, yeah. Yeah. You're I right. They did they, they did, did announce one band member, and now to. it's the oh. final tour of the July 19th show. Uh, I don't know that. Did we? Did they advertise their XL show two months ago or whatever it was as their farewell tour? Well, this whole tour was supposed to be their farewell tour. Yes. So I, maybe I the tour maybe never it, stopped. Maybe it's not over. Maybe yeah. it's extended. Yeah. Perhaps I'm not and sure. Bob Seger is done, right? He's done. I think this, this is, is the last one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, these guys—they come out of retirement more than wrestlers. Seger was pretty good. Here's John Height. Uh, 2005, Skinner elected to the Rock and Roll really? Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yes. All right. So, All right. There you go. Uh, some familiar names. I'm doing news here, right? Is that correct? I think so. Okay. Are you a little rusty, John? I am. It's been a while. Yeah. Some familiar names. Is, is this this number that we're doing right now? Or, or uh, This number yeah. four, sir. Yeah. Four. That'll probably be four. combined. But I was almost called him Kenny when he came in. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. Oh, That's the guy's name. So, well, John, you've been fighting the Qatar. I, yeah, I can't. It's one Not of those. the guitar, the Qatar. Yeah, it, uh, it, it knocked me for a loop in two different segments. We're talking about you had a cold. Yeah, early last week and then uh, toward the weekend, too. Well, don't get near me. But now I'm fine. I'm fine now. It's just a little horse. All right. (laughs) There's no joke there, isn't it? Yeah. Thanks, Groucho. Uh, Yeah, you're welcome. Some familiar names. As Governor-elect Tim Walz announces, the first five state agency heads will serve in his administration. Uh, Walz tabbed Jennifer Ho as commissioner of the Minnesota Housing Finance Agency. Margaret Anderson Kelleher as commissioner of the Minnesota... They just don't go away. Nope. Just don't go away. She'll be the commissioner of the Department of Transportation. What does she know about that? I mean, I have no idea. I'm trying to think of what roles she had uh, when she worked in the. Uh, well, in she, the was she speaker of the House? Yeah, she was yes. speaker. Yeah. Uh, Nora Slawick will be the chair of the Met Council. Alice Roberts Davis, commissioner of the Department of Administration, and Myron Franz has been reappointed as commissioner of the Office of Management and Budget. Uh, Ho was a senior policy advisor for housing and services in the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development during the Obama administration. Anderson Kelleher served 12 years in the House, including two terms as speaker. Roberts Davis currently serves as the assistant commissioner at the Department of Administration. And Slawick right now is the mayor of Maplewood, and a former longtime state representative. A cold case apparently solved. Minneapolis police announced Tuesday South St. Paul man has been arrested in connection with the 1991 murder of Belinda Thompson. Minneapolis Police Department identified the man as 56-year-old Donald Jenkins Jr. According to a news release from the police department, Thompson, who was 20 at the time of her death, was found in the bedroom of her South Minneapolis apartment December 19, 1991. The release said Jenkins was arrested Tuesday in South St. Paul. Jenkins was apparently an acquaintance at the time of Thompson's boyfriend. Authorities say Jenkins was arrested after the Bureau of Criminal Apprehension conducted additional testing of evidence, DNA evidence, that was found at the scene. Jenkins currently being held in the Hennepin County Jail on probable cause murder. Uh, President Troop says he'll be polling 2,000 United States... President Trump. Uh, what did I say? Troop. Troop? Mm-hmm. Did I really? He said President Troop. I don't know what that... Oh, right. because the story involves troops. I, I see. Know. I see. Pre- President Trump. I was thinking of F Troop. I guess I am a little rusty. I think you are. Yeah. A lot of people are saying F Troop. Yeah. <laughs> F Troop. Yeah, that was right. an old TV right, show. Right, right, right. Okay. F Troop does. Right, that was right. very good. Look. That, was, that was very funny, actually. John. Yes. Uh, yesterday. Uh, <laughs> uh, yesterday, 
uh, we learned late to show that Penny Marshall had died. Yes. And I uh, oh, God. instantly asked Reavers, well, she was in Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. And then she had her own success as a director. Yeah, very good director. But uh, I asked Rookie, uh, what was Laverne's last name on the show? And he instantly got it, DeFazio. Yeah. And then I said, what was Shirley's last name? He instantly got it. It was Feeney. This is a guy who can't name one character from North by Northwest. It's pathetic. It's just absolutely it's, pathetic. Uh, I'm really disappointed. You. I didn't it, even it know. Really, it broke I my heart. I didn't know I was being put to the test. It I was reclining, uh, closing my eyes in I a know. dark studio, relaxing, and then I, I instinctively answered your questions. I said, hey, Rook, what was uh, uh, Laverne's last name? DeFazio. Uh, Boom, like what that. was uh, Shirley's last name? Feeney. Feeney. And I thought, look at I provide him information Without mocking, and it's immediate, and I beat Kelsey. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you know, it wasn't you, any information I was looking for. I was uh, asking you to prove a point. I thought maybe you were going to put them in an upcoming column or something no, like that. You know how those crazy gals. It's the old kids joke from, what, 20 years ago. You'd ask those questions, and when you knew both answers, you just go, geek check, and then and you're done. <laughs> yeah. No, but, there was uh, other words that were said. Well, there yeah, were. Yes, but when, I was told I was pathetic in a very colorful way. President Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> Was there an adjective? Oh, yeah. Adjective. President Trump uh, pulling 2,000 United States ground troops out of Syria. Uh, he tweeted this morning, we have defeated ISIS in Syria. My only reason for being there during the Trump, uh, Trump presidency. A formal withdrawal announcement uh, should come early this afternoon, according to administration officials. But Pentagon officials still trying to talk the president out of it. They're arguing that such a move would betray Kurdish allies who have fought alongside American troops in Syria and then who could find themselves under attack in a military offensive now threatened by Turkey. Meanwhile, the president, eager to sign a criminal justice bill just passed by the Senate, that bill would give judges more discretion when sentencing some drug offenders and would boost prisoner rehab efforts, was hailed by scores of conservative and liberal advocacy groups. The sweeping bill addresses concerns that the nation's war on drugs had led to the imprisonment of too many Americans for nonviolent crimes without adequately getting them ready for their return to society. The Senate passed the bill Tuesday, 87 to 12. It culminates years of negotiations and gives President Trump a signature policy victory. The House is expected to pass the bill this week, sending it to the president's desk for his signature. Trump tweeting moments after the Senate vote, America is the greatest country in the world, and my job is to fight for all citizens, even those who have made mistakes. He tweeted, this will keep our community safer and provide hope and a second chance to those who earn it. In addition to everything else, billions of dollars will be saved. I look forward to signing this into law. John. Yeah. Here were the uh, Hall of Fame inductees. Uh-huh. Janet Jackson. Uh-huh. I said no. Uh-huh. What yeah, do you say? I'd, I would probably say no. Radiohead. I said no. I'm not a big fan. Of They're too self-indulgent. Yeah. Def Leppard. I'd say no. Yeah. I said no. No case can be made for death. Wrong. Stevie Nicks. I said yes. I could go with that. Yes. I could go with that. Uh, the Cure. I said yes. Mm-hmm. I'm on the on the on the. Uh, You're fence. on the fence. I'm on the fence, fence about. That. He's Rock- a Cure guy though, so he wants them. That Roxy day. music. I see. I love that band, but I don't. Was was there that much? Not to material. Not, I, I, you know, my I, question was: I don't know who they were. I'm not even trying to be funny. There's some very good songs by them, but I don't know that the material was. I mean, who, when you say Roxy, who was Roxy music? It was Brian Ferry, Brian who was Ferry. the lead singer and the uh, the uh, guy who wrote most of the stuff. And uh, the other can't, guy can't think of the guitar player's name. He was very good. Phil, uh, Phil, somebody. And the zombies. Spectre? The zombies. Most definitely, I think the zombies should. Be okay, in. but that 
that gave rise to my question. Yeah. Well, then what British Invasion Act are you not going to put in there? Well, I, I think the zombies. What, what about is, the uh, swinging blue jeans? No, come on, Herman's Herman. Comparing what? Well, I'm just saying to the zombies. What, what I'm my overall overarching concern about this place is it's too easy to get in. I well, I, we agree completely on that. Yeah, completely. I, because I I obviously was thinking about this when I read the stories last week, but the bands like okay, uh, the last few years we have Def Leppard. Okay, I think photographs a brilliant record. Okay. Well, I don't, but I, cool. you're, I, I you're the expert. That's why we waited I, I for do. you. I think it's a great pop rock record. All right. But you don't get in on one great pop rock record. And but they albums. haven't sold millions of but albums. But does, does sales... I that, don't know. Does yes. that matter in the yes, whole thing? Yes, I think it should. I don't know. I don't think it should matter. Well, well the great, then Barry Manilow should be okay, in the Roger Hall. But I only say that, John, because obviously it appeals to a vast and wide-ranging audience. That's not which the means point it's popular. of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, though. Popularity was never the point when they started it. It is now. But when it started, that wasn't the point. But 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 the taste of music is subjective, John. But it's not. John, here's who didn't get in. Yes. LL Cool J. Welcome back, buddy. Craftwork. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. and the funk band Rufus. Yeah. Again, this I love Rufus, but there was a small body of work. Yeah. It wasn't. Here's a guy uh, who emails. I got two words for you. Uriah Heap. Well, really, <laughs> really. Easy living, easy living's a great song, but is that going to get you in the Rock and Roll Here's Hall of Fame? Here's a story. Get older bands into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before they and their fans are dead. Like uh, Transylvania uh, 65000, well, Glenn Miller? <laughs> uh, Bachman Turner Overdrive, are they a in there? BTO. Taking uh, care of I'd business. See now, yeah. so if you're going to bring up Randy Bachman, I think he was in a much better band that's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The yeah, Guess Who. Guess Who, yeah. yeah. They're not, in in. they're not they're in. Not. Oh, they're no. not? No. I, th- I oh, think wow. they should be, John. I think they should, too. Yeah. Roxy's Brian Ferry, Graham Simpson, Phil Manzanera. Yeah, he was the guitarist for And Manzanera. Andy McKay. Paul the, the thing to me is all these bands that are getting in now. Uh, okay, Bon Jovi last year. Yeah. Uh, forget record sales, Chris. I don't care about popularity. I know. You want them in Dead or Alive. There's Live It on a Prayer. I, okay, I think that's a great written song. Okay? Yeah. But that doesn't get you in a rock and roll fan. I'm with John. Slippery yeah. When Wet. Great uh, album. Journey the year before. Okay, one or two songs. Yeah, they're great. But that doesn't get you in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It, it'd be like if the Baseball Hall of Fame suddenly started letting in guys who hit 290. Harold Baines? Career. I wasn't going to bring up Harold. But. Is, uh, what about uh, Grand <laughs> Funk? Are they in there? Boy. I don't they're not. No, With they're those not. lyrics? You want me to look it up? They're not in there. The but Doobie see, Brothers? Doobie Brothers are not, and they should. Deserve. Be. Motorhead? I don't think Motorhead's in either. But. I think he goes in just because who could stand that voice? What the hell? <laughs> well, there's a lot of what. Are, what about guys like? Uh, I was thinking about this last week. Obviously, Joe Cocker's not in. No. How how can Joe Def, Cocker's How not can in? Def Leppard be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? And Joe Cocker's not. I would agree with that. Uh, Warren Zevon was another guy I thought of immediately. Mm-hmm. Not in. Uh, the guess who we already talked about? Uh, of course, my pet peeve, Los Lobos. Right. And if luckily Rook can't play the music anymore, so he can't play the wrong band. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, Thirty years of of wonderful rock and roll from them, not even a you know a nod. Right. That's why I don't think the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame really matters much anymore. It's, I don't it's just, think so a, either. It's who's, a who's on the voting contest. panel? Who votes? It's well, it was it used to be uh, critics and musicians, but now they've added the. Popular vote, oh, which, which so is, that's what which takes is why down. the next three years. But Reeves, why were we taking dream. email grief? What what were uh, I didn't get a lot of email well, grief. What be- were you seeing? Because John can provide <laughs> wisdom and insight to some of these bands, whereas Rook and I just try to make quips. And and quips. Reeves is just remembering quips. back to his diesel drinking days yeah. of what band he liked to hear on the radio. <laughs> I was all I'm all about Def Leppard being in. Pour some now, sugar on me, baby. Listen now, isn't okay? You consider those bands. 
and the bands I grew up because I'm older in the '70s with, yeah. there were bands like that, but they maybe a little different genre, like the Southern bands, mm-hmm. who I think are better than Def Leppard. I, I'd rather Marshall Tucker Band. Oh, the, I love the, the Marshall the Atlanta Tucker Rhythm band. Section. Yeah. If you're going to put Def Leppard in, you got to start putting those bands in. Well, that's the problem. Exactly. That's why I got hung up on the zombies. I'm not. I like the zombies, yeah. but I'm just saying, where are you going to draw the line on British invasion groups? Well, for a serious, serious question then for both of you, what should the standard be? What would make you guys happy is the standard? When they started the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, it was supposed to be about uh, artists who had uh, a huge influence. Okay. Number one, which you know, as yeah. you, as there's more bands out there, you're not as big of an influence because you're just kind of doing what people have done for 50 years. Uh, but it was influence, uh, popularity, but not as in terms of record sales, just in terms of, okay. you know, like the Beatles, that kind of stuff. Longevity? Longevity, yes, which is a big thing, yeah. I think, now. Like, it sounds like Def Leppard. Well, but the zombies don't influence? exist anymore, do they? Yeah, they do. The two guys, Cullen Blundstone and, or not Cullen, yeah, Cullen Blundstone and uh, the other guy. Isn't, they there, do, a, they isn't do, there a guy named Rob Zombie? Rob Zombie, not Rob Zombie, Rod Argent. Oh, Ron Argent. Who went, went on to form his own band called Argent, who had right. a big hit with Hold Your Head Up. That's that right. Song? Is Hold there somebody named Rob and... Zombie? Where am I? Yes, yes, yes but he's, Rob he's, That had nothing zombie. to do with he's, the zombies? No, he's a metal guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's, he's a metal guy. Like Back Rob to Grand Funk not getting in. How do they not get in when they write lyrics so we're, beautiful okay. as, <laughs> we're, we're an American band, we're coming to your town, well, we'll help you party we're, down, we're an American band. I'm going to I'm gonna go around around with Rook on this because I think that's a brilliantly written lyric if you put the whole song in front of you. I'm your brilliant. captain. I'm your captain. Is, I think that, one of the great the, rock and roll songs of all time. Was that the Closer picture where home, all those dudes to home. had yeah. long hair and they're all naked in a picture? That's on. That's the album Survival, I think. Okay. John, whatever happened to a group like Iron Butterfly? Um, I don't know, but see, stuff like that I wouldn't, wouldn't even consider because they're so dated. It's Oh, but Metamorphosis was a wonderful, wonderful album, don't you think? Huh? I don't know. Okay. Hey, you know what, though? Since we're talking about bands from that era that you like and I like, yeah. how about Blood, Sweat, and Tears? Are they not in? They're not in. They have to be. They're not. I, I would See, agree my, my, 100%. My criteria would simply be quality, the quality of the work. Yeah. And that, the quality of that work was extraordinary. Yeah, well, it was okay, incredible. so then what if, uh, what if a band makes one quality song? Would well, that get them no, in? No, I say no. But, uh, to me, no. But I mean, let's what tears these didn't guys make one. They made be a lot. Is what I'm telling you. <laughs> There's grand these funk. guys. Why not let the boys in? Huh? They took off all their Come clothes to uh, the watch. Fellas. Watch. Uh, find find video of uh, of them doing closer to home live at say Shea Stadium. It's an extraordinary song. They they're really great. They were when I was an eighth grader. Yeah. They were right behind the Beatles. Oh, they're them, just them fantastic. It was Credence, Grand Funk, and the Beatles. Now Credence has got to be in. Yes, Credence is in. Yeah. Yes. I mean, for they me, as a young male, yeah. you know, between that and the whipped cream lady, you know, Herb Alpert's whipped cream well, I think lady, that guy I chose her every I, time. I, I think the head guy of Grand Funk's now some sort of Christian rocker. That's Mark Farner. Mark yes, Farner. You are correct. Yes. I and, and I believe, Rook, Rook uh, yeah. you may have the other night seen one of those guys because for a long time, Dan Brewer with the Afro was yeah. Bob Seger's drummer. For the last 20 years. Who is oh, the, really? Yes. Who was the guy, Joe, that, that became the Christian rocker? Mark Farner. And Rook, wasn't he the guy that stayed at that La Quinta Inn outside yes. of the Wisconsin State Yeah, he State was Fair? ready. He was ready to go. He was ready <laughs> to. Uh, I'm missing this. He was ready what to is this? Uh, what is this? Make it no mistake about it. Christmas time. It's Patton Oswalt's <laughs> oh. rendition of uh, the Christmas Shoes Reset and the Christian rocker who said, make no mistake, we will... We will lay, we will lay it have it down. We will lay it down at the La Quinta Inn oh. next to the State Fair where we're performing. Yikes. 
God. Oh, well, okay. John, it's an annual event with us oh, to go through these. Uh, yeah. it, it seems you and I were almost in complete agreement on, on who should get in and who shouldn't. Yeah, it's because, I don't know, it's just, like I said, it's... So the integrity... You can't let everybody in. The integrity <laughs> is what's at question here for the hall. Mm-hmm. And it's, just, it's not even that I don't like some of those bands. I do, but... I think Hall, hall of, of Fame famers. is huge. Yeah. So. Well, it's. Uh, yeah. It is. It's. It's. What are you going to do? You make what, it what you what can. What are you going to do? You make it what, what you can. I forgot do. what I was going to say. No, when in doubt, you know, you got to do. It's just. It's one thing where you give it up and yep. you just go right to sidekick in a can. Yeah. That is. That's crazy. That's what I was trying Grand to say. Grand Funk's not in. <laughs> that, that, Seriously? That's right. You know, Roxy. <laughs> come on. No, they're in. They're going in. You're oh, kidding. Yeah. yeah. We just have to get back to those old school values, don't we? Well, Roxy probably could be credited with influencing the development of the cure. Give me uh, a break on yeah. this. Are you, uh, what? No, no. See, <laughs> I don't. Why are you dragging out sidekick in a can? It just seems like it's the right thing to do. All right, beats me. Yeah. Oh. You want to wrap her up? Yeah. Why oh, oh, whoa! <laughs> oh, Come okay. on. All right. All right. Yeah. GarageLogic.com, where you can find out everything you want to know about GL. Tell your friends and relatives and potential other listeners across the globe. Check out Greg Holcomb's wonderful cartoon creations. Find out what's on Joe's bookshelves and author's corner. And don't forget to rate us on Apple iTunes. We'd like to get your feedback. Thanks. You're one click away from more GarageLogic podcast version coming up.